You're listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast with your host, Scott Albrecht and Michael Neal of Service Star Consulting. We're bringing back what's in the box, bringing back Taylor Murray, and talking about a new topic in Strengths Finders. Enjoy. This is the Credit Union Leadership Podcast with Mike Neal, Executive Director and Founder of Service Star Consulting. Service Star has been helping credit unions grow for over 20 years in three growth areas leadership development, cultural development, and management development. If you're interested in learning how Service Star can help your credit union, check out ServiceStarConsulting.com. Today's producer is myself, Scott Albrecht, AVP of Sales and Training. Building a strengths-based workplace can actually help organizations like yours. It can help credit unions. And on the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, that's what we get to talk about today. We got Taylor running the MC uh, Mike as he's going to hit me up with engagement questions. How do we get engagement up in our credit union members? How do we get engagement up in our credit union employees? And we're going to talk about strengths-based leadership to do just that. Taylor, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome, my man. How are you? Fantastic. Excited to talk about this topic. I find that, you know, in, in the credit union space, we don't have as much awareness of strengths finders as in the non-credit union space. Um, so I'm excited to potentially answer some of the, the questions about um, what is strengths finders and how could it be beneficial for my credit union? Well, I guess even just I guess start there. Um, there are like four to five million uh, different assessments that are out there. Um not hyperbole, because I really do think there's so many different ways to measure you as a person. So why strength-based? Like, what about why? Why is strengths finder something that you definitely jam out on? Yeah, I, I jam out on any kind of assessment that's going to help us break down barriers. So I'm not going to talk bad about DISC or some other profiles that gives you a, a color. Honestly, if you're a credit union and you're already kind of going through something that allows you to talk to other people on your team about who you are and what makes you tick, that's better than most teams. What happens on most teams is there's a lack of trust. And that lack of trust actually starts to develop into dysfunction. So, you know, it, artificial harmony where, you know, we say everything's good, but we all know it's not really that good. And so the really quickest way to kind of break down barriers ice break, if you will, is with these personality personality profile tests. But because you asked me the question, I will answer the question <laughs> in that how is it different? Most of the assessments would actually focus you in on what? What can what you what can you fix? What, what, what's you know maybe uh, an area that's a weakness? And strengths finders, if you can't tell by the name in and of itself, is fun because it tells your boss, it tells your coworkers, it tells you, hey, by the way, this is the stuff that you were naturally born at and born into doing well. Uh, and so we teach in strategy for Vertex, you know, it's it's way better strategy to double down on your strengths than to spend a whole bunch of money and time on your weaknesses. So you can mitigate your weaknesses with your strengths. And that's really what I like about strengths finders. I think that's a, that's a little insightful for me because, you know, as I've mentioned in podcasts in the past, I started coaching my son's t-ball, and if someone's left-handed, I'm not going to have them focus on being right-handed because that's just not a strength of theirs. It need to be better left-handed, and I think that's the same with coaching, 
of looking at the strengths finders. And I geeked out about this enough myself too, because there's really what, four primary categories. You have kind of the executing, influencing, relationship building, and strategic. So those four primary domains, and there's 34 different strengths. I hate to say it, but I know my number 34 because I focus on it. And I look <laughs> at it. But I shouldn't, right? In theory, this is, who cares if you are not a great X? Focus on your top 10, focus on your top five, be better at being a right-handed batter than trying to be a better left-handed batter. And no two individuals have the same top five in the same order. They've been doing these assessments for 30 years and that just blows my mind. So, you know, you think you, you, you're just like somebody uh, and you might have the same five strengths that the odds of that happening are uh, one in a couple million, but to have the top five in the same order as another person, uh, it's, it's never happened. Wow. I didn't realize that it never happened. So yeah, never valid, it's, 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 it, it makes it a valid and a reliable assessment, right? Because um, just like a snowflake, two snowflakes are not uh, the same. Human beings are not the same, right? And so to get an assessment to scientifically uh, prove that point, yet give us a common language to be able to talk to each other about each other, uh, it's a really powerful tool. And not to throw a loaded question out there, but I, I guess give me an example of you using strengths-based assessments as a way to maybe lead a team or be led or in any way. Yeah. Uh, so organizations that have actually uh, taken a strengths-based approach to developing their team, um, I've worked in several. Uh, I've actually led several as a strengths certified coach. And uh, and so, you know, Gallup will tell you, you'll see a, a 7 to 23% increase in um, just overall development uh, and employee engagement. Employee engagement over the years has been talked about by us at Service Star. Uh, you know, we've we've made a lot of uh, trainings uh, around employee engagement, but really, you know, that leads to a couple of things: increased confidence in what they're providing. So, in the credit union space, if you've got more confidence in providing products and services because you know what you're strong in individually and as a team, um, then you're going to have increased sales. So, Gallup actually sees across industries eight to eighteen percent increase in sales and an increase in profitability, fourteen to twenty nine percent. And we don't talk about profitability on a credit union podcast, do we, Scott? But well, <laughs> you know what? People over profit, but the the actual uh, ability to pay out dividends to our members is highly dependent on having engaged teams, right? And teams that work through their strengths and have that commonality and language. I'll give you an example personally of how going through Strengths Finders myself gave me a language that actually helped me understand myself and actually share it with other people. I'm the guy in a meeting that can't actually stand silence. You got <laughs> to see this firsthand, Taylor at our managers meetings, when they would ask for examples, anybody have questions or ask for a volunteer. I literally, Taylor, I have to sit on my hand because I hate silence. Now you also know that it's 10 years fast forward. I create silence. I am the number one silence creator in a training because I know it works and there's, there's efficacy there. So how did I go from the guy who can't stand silence to a guy that actually creates silence on a regular basis? Well, a strength's not a strength unless you work on it. And so strengths funders is actually talents that if you add investment to that talent actually becomes a strength. So you could actually have communication, which is the strength I'm talking about right now. And you could have a basement 
communication experience or a balcony communication experience. And these experiences are just how people perceive that strength. So if I'm always the one raising my hand in a meeting, like a manager's meeting, and I'm always the one asking questions and answering questions, eventually people start to get annoyed by that. It doesn't matter how you know nice you are as a person. People are like, oh, I bet you Scott's going to answer that one. And they'll actually start to not even you know volunteer because like, oh, it's a Scott show. You know, here we go. Scott's going to talk again. Um, <laughs> you got me on the podcast talking, right? So communication can be your, your, your strength or it can actually be a weakness as your top five strengths. So you got to work on your talents to actually make them strengths. You went down a little bit of a rabbit hole there, man. I'm not going to lie, but you know what? I think some of that is because woo, I think is your number one, right? Yep. And so I'm going to share your top five. If you're okay with that tough luck. That's, that's not, perfectly right? fine. If I can share yours. <laughs> All right, deal. So woo, that's your number one. That's my number 14, by the way. Uh, positivity. That's number two. Activator. Belief and communication. So what I think is cool about it is there's 34 strengths. So it's, super cheap assessment, but the power is in the definition of what you do around it. So I know that a woo, uh, that tells me you're number one, Scott, a woo theme, love the challenge of meeting new people and winning them over. They derive satisfaction from breaking the ice and making a connection with another person. There is no doubt in my mind that you do that and you do it well, and you've probably refined that, but that's your number one strength. And as you go down the list of positivity or activator or belief, that belief, that's your number four, because you believe that you have a certain core values that are unchanging out of these values emerging in a defined purpose of your life. So I think it's helpful because if I know that about you, if I'm leading you, I know that I could leverage, maybe the wrong word, but I could leverage some of that to make sure we're all on the same page. I, I told you one time, there's there's one thing that's actually in the box behind me that if you were to get your hands on, uh, it would actually increase your effectiveness to uh, to break me down um, because that's what, so as a leader, what does strengths do? It actually gives you the um, the code to be able to, to manage your team in a way that actually works. Um, as an individual, what does it do? It gives you a language to share with other people that may also have communication and may also be working on that. And you can say, oh yeah, so you, you're the one that's going to talk to the stranger in the elevator, right? Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> I've made a lot of friends in elevators. Um, so yeah, so, so in the top five, they're listed in order of intensity. Um, and it's really about self-discovery, self-awareness, but it goes beyond that, right? So how do you do strengths-based leadership? That's what we're talking about today. And that's knowing the strengths of your team. So really keen of you to know my strengths because I'm on your team and actually have been on teams previous for you. Um, so I, I'm, I'm excited to um, be on your team because having a leader that knows your strengths is part of the program. It's part of uh, maximizing your team. You can't grow your team beyond where they're at if you don't know what you have to work with. If we take it outside of team and leadership standpoint, um, you know, if you just got into a position, the first thing you're going to do is do what? Probably a SWOT analysis, right? What are my strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats as an organization? You want to categorize what do I, what are my resources that I have, you know, because you can't, you can't have a strategy if you don't know what you have to play with, right? If you get a deck of cards handed to you in poker, you first examine what you've got, right? If you're a Euchre player, you get a deck of cards, you examine what you got. Because if you got a couple of jacks in that bad boy, 
Jack Bauer, best name in 24, by the way. Uh, you got a couple of Bowers, got a couple of Jacks in there. All right, I'm all in. I don't even need you, partner. Let's go. We're going. We're going full Annie in this guy. So it, having having the insights and strategy as to who you have on your team, fantastic for strengths. It also is team building, though. Um, your team, if it's new or if it's not new, if they've not done a, an assessment like StrengthsMiter, um, this is an assessment that will break down those walls, break down those barriers, and build trust, which is the key to having a functional team, an effective team, is a team that can talk to each other about what we really do well and maybe mitigating some of those weaknesses with the strengths that we have on the team. Well said. I'm going to do like random question, but it's going to come back, I promise. Worst jelly belly flavor in my eyes is buttered popcorn. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's like the, it's the orange one with like the specks on it. Yeah. And sometimes yeah, it's like mouth mouth. Right Thank you so much yeah. for doing that for me. I appreciate that. Well, do you like blueberry muffins? Uh, yeah, I do like blueberry muffins. Okay. So yeah. now if you put two blueberry muffins with a popcorn, it's the blueberry muffin mix flavor. Okay. Okay. See? Yeah, I, I'm also not excited about anything that you're saying. So no, you know, here's what I say. That is number one. My number one strength. I've taken this assessment now two times over a period of time, and ideation is my number one strength. Where yep. I'm fascinated by ideas, uh, and it says they're able to find connectors between seemingly uh, seemingly disparate phenomena. Why did I just read that and clumsy it up? Anyway. <laughs> I say that because you have activator in your number or number three spot. Yep. So I could have a hundred ideas, but an idea is only as good as the execution. Yep. And I love working with you at BCU and I love working with you now because if I have an idea, yeah, I got it. I'm, I'm going to take it and run with it. I know Laura Alvarez is another one we worked with together that same thing. She was a, just get things done type of person. And so that's the combination of I'm the popcorn in that scenario, right? I'm the terrible tasting, but if I could put two blueberries like you guys together, man, we have some muffin mix. And so I know that was kind of wildly off topic, but I think that's the part of understanding your team to know that if they're an activator or if they're another ideator, we're going to be spinning around in circles. So, and, and, and you've worked in credit unions long enough, and I've seen it in, in my own experience, uh, when there is tension, when there is humans just not understanding other humans or even toxicity in, in an organization, being able to facilitate a group discussion around things like strengths is fun. It, it really does let the barriers drop. It really doesn't matter what kind of tension you've got on a team, because what we're really focusing in on is individuals' talents. And what I've actually shared with, you know, uh, some, some credit unions, and I actually get the privilege of sharing it with our team is something called the team grid. Now, Taylor, you've actually spent some time in Excel and you're, you're, you're a fantastic uh, worker in Excel and you actually created your own team grid using the team strengths and put it all together. Regardless of whether or not you use the tool that Gallup provides or, or you do your own team grid, just seeing on, on paper as a group where you're strong and where you're maybe not so strong is powerful. So I've got, I've got the team grid up on the screen. Taylor can see it here. And actually, if you're watching the video back, you can see it as well. Uh, Taylor, what, what are your first observations here for our team? Where, where do you see some of the strengths and some of the correlations as a results to, uh, these four domains? Well, a, thank you for telling me that this was recorded in a video because I did not know that as I'm 
squinting he's doing his hair now he's got his hair he's got his hair combed and yeah Um, you know i look at this overall and i'm not surprised that our team is heavy on the relationship building and heavy on the influencing we help people by partnering putting them together with different ideas and like-minded people and help them we do that through building relationships um I seem to not have either of those, at least uh, on this chart. I do have them. There's not in my top five, but I help on the strategic side. So where we have a little bit of a gap is on the executing aspect. So we need executioners. We need if, you, some ex- if you have executed somebody. Oh, wait, no, that's a different kind of executing. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> this is a, right. a safe for work channel, not a Reddit, not safe for life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I, know, I guess I, I look at it as, yes, we have executing. It's just not in our top five. So yes, we get things done, but it's not operational checklist, get things done. We have people on our team that do that. And I think it helps me to see that, to be able to step back. And as we're growing our company and we're adding new talent, we may need to fill that gap. And how do we fill that gap? Either leverage some of our internal players to learn and hone that strength it's probably better to get someone who's also is really focused in that area. Yep. The, the highly successful teams as it came out of the, the Gallup surveys, and, you know, so there's a lot of disparity between seven and 23%. If you're paying attention, you know, strengths-based workplace can help organizations increase uh, engagement uh, of your, of your uh, staff there by up to 23%, but it could only be 7%. The difference is when you have a well-rounded team. Now, a lot of, organizations look for leaders that are well-rounded, right? We need a CEO that is you know, relatable, or we need a CFO that is really good with numbers and also can help the team. And really what you end up doing is you have people go into workshops and go into personality tests and some of these other things and trying to work on the things that they're not to be able to be quote unquote well-rounded when really the key and strengths is not having a well-rounded individual, but having a bunch of individuals that are as a group, as a core a team that can actually accomplish great things. And so that's what we see when we kind of put it all together on the team grid. So team building strategy, these are two topics that we're about to kick off um, and talk about in Vertex uh, Live Nationwide in the fall. And we are going to use this podcast for them to listen in on and be able to, uh, as like a pre-homework assignment, kind of wrestle around, you know, strengths finders. If I were to use it in my credit, would I use that for team building? Would I use that for strategy? So what say you, Taylor Murray, uh, strengths finders, team building strategy, what would you use it as uh, if you were uh, taking a look at this for the first time at a credit union? Oh, I, I would, conversation starter for one. It, and I think just hearing the results or seeing the results and having that person just share a little bit of their perspective, like that immediate response, but like, is that accurate? Do you feel that's true? And you learn a lot as I was just geeking out by going through it and seeing where some of our, that six to 12 ranges, it's an interesting to see, uh, cause I could probably have picked the top two or three out of your top 10, just by knowing you. And you'll probably start to see that, but it's the other ones that, are intriguing to say the I've least. never gotten I've never gotten somebody's strengths right. <laughs> no. I, as a certified Gallup consultant, I can say on air 
officially, although it probably doesn't help my credibility at all, that uh, I'll guess somebody's and uh, it'll, 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 it'll always bite me in the butt to guess it ahead of time. But to your point, it makes sense after the fact. So hindsight's 2020, right? So like, you'll see, oh, that's why. And I think that's where that, where I've been in rooms where there was maybe quietness, people kind of keeping to themselves. When we actually roll this out and we put this on a slide deck, people start to smile because they're like, all right, that's why Jan's Jan, right? That's, that's, <laughs> that it helps me understand, you know, just some things and, and they can laugh about it. And that's the point. Like when you have a facilitator that's kind of leading you through these results and, and how it kind of looks on a, on a, on a graph, um, you can kind of laugh at, okay, so you're more reserved because you're, you're more reserved, but that allows you to actually collect data in a way that I'm not strong at collecting data. And it gets a lot of those misconceptions out of the way. Like, you know, if you're strong on strategy, that means you collect a lot of different various ways of how things could get done. And you're constantly assessing with input and intellection, uh, the, the pros and cons of something. So you might quickly with strategy arrive to a conclusion before anybody else gets there because you have by your strength and strategy already arrived at these in your head, you're, you're you have a strong sense of being able to say, okay, here's the pro, here's the con. Here's another insight pro con. Here's another way of doing it pro con. And you could say, you know what, we're, we're going to go forward with this before anybody else is on board uh, with your plan. And so that's, that's uh, really where that facilitator led coaching session comes from is, you know, how do I walk through my strengths first and foremost? And secondly, how do I, how do I work on my strengths? How do I change the perceived notion that I I'm a communicator? So that means I'm just a blabbermouth that doesn't know when to stop talking or, I'm a communicator and that means you should take me as a keynote speaker for your next big event, right? How do I, how do I get that basement and balcony differentiator uh, flushed out? And that's really what that certified coaching help uh, that we now offer here at Service Star Consulting. Can you talk a little bit about the, uh, the coaching help before we do what's in the box? You get to do another what's in the box, oh, Taylor. Gosh, what's in the box is going to kick my butt. Uh, well, I, I, the fact that you've gone through so much and you're passionate about finders we were looking at ways, how can we help credit unions? And you, of course, raised your hand right away and said, I'd love to do this. And so I know there's going to be some training that you've already done and refined and made even better than it was right out of the gate. And so there's going to be some training that's available in remote settings. There's going to be uh, some where we were actually working specifically with your credit union. And I think that's where at any price point and any opportunity, we're able to really help you get to what get the information that you need for you and your team. And it's super affordable. Yeah. And it's fun. So if you're looking for fun, affordable, and a great way to team build and work on your strategy, we got it for you. All right. What's in the box? Talk about fun. Let's have some fun on this call. It's all about enjoying the journey, right? Taylor Murray. I, I so, suppose. And let's do it, man. So I'm going to give away something to the very first listener that reaches out to us uh, and, and put some time on our calendars to work on their strengths. And that something's going to be an assessment. I'm going to actually do a full 30, cool. full, full 32 assessment. And I'm going to send them what's in the box. So if you were to, you know, guess as to what's in that box, what would you say is in that box, Mr. Taylor Murray? You have two clues, by the way, if you want to. <laughs> so what's your first clue? Uh, it's a book. Is it a strength-based leadership book? Oh, snap, he got is it. it. Since All we're right. on camera, I can show you that I actually have that at this book. And this, this, by the way, is the book that I said, Taylor, if you buy this book and you read it and you know what my strengths are, you can, you can, 
you'll be able to read me like a book. So I've always told managers, like, don't buy this book because you'll, you'll know uh, all of my strengths and uh, you know, how to, how to, how to mitigate those uh, weaknesses that I have. So really good tool from a leadership standpoint, and you get a free copy of that and you get some strengths work with me. That's why I can only give it away to one person. Cause I'd be giving away the house if I did it for everyone that called in. So put some time on our calendar, Taylor or myself, and uh, you get a copy of a book and you'll get the strengths assessment full 38. We'll get, we'll hit it up. Thanks for your time today on uh, the podcast, Taylor Murray, any final comments about strengths finders for the team? There is always something I'll add, and there's a there's another tool out there which I'm, I know you're familiar with. It's called the dark sides of strengths, and I think that's where it's really fun because I know that even though woo is one of your top five, I also know that there's another edge to that, and so some of that information is really helpful because there's some downsides of being a woo, just like there's some downsides of being an ideator. So, yeah. And it's no good, to know, battle, it's, it's right? good to know how to make your strength a strength, right? If you're, if you're a, a running back uh, and you you have the natural ability to run fast, but you never really work on those skills, you're not going to make it to the college level, maybe. Uh, but typically, if you're in, in, in a high level of anything, you can't rely on your natural born skills to get there. You have to take those natural born skills and work on them. You have to have training. You have to have muscle development in those skills to be able to run a 440. So uh, same thing in the workplace. We're not going to be doing any sprints, but we are going to be using our strengths just like uh, somebody on a college football field will be doing. With that, we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. Thanks again for joining us today. Many people have wondered, what do the podcasters look like? Check out our brand new website, servicestarconsulting.com. You'll see Taylor, you'll see myself and Mike Neal of the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. And if you want to see us in person, guess what? That Strengths Finders training is something we deliver virtually using our live studios and in person. So reach out to us. First one that does gets that special book in the what's in the box. And we'll catch you next time on the Credit Union Leadership Podcast.